Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, where we explore the world of weird. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. Oh, and I'm Taylor. <laughs> I was yep, reading. that's you. Yep, You're... that's me. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, we got a couple emails over this past few days, and we're very appreciative of everyone who, you know, deigns to email us. <laughs> Taylor, um, mainly talking to you. <laughs> um, so, we would just like to say thank you. We're still looking for a little bit more of those, but I guess you can get a pass this week. Um, cause we got some new followers. So yeah. what up y'all? <laughs> we the sisters. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, interact. We love interaction. Yeah. We've had a lot of people participate on our like polls and our Q and A's on uh, Spotify. And so that's always cool. Yeah. We love a good Q and A. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Stephanie didn't realize that the whole world knew what a Q and A was. I know what it is, but I feel like saying Q and A sounds weird. So I wanted to say I think you're just used to talking to kids. Probably. I don't know. You want to get into it? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, let's get into it, dog. Yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about the Zodiac Killer. And I know that a lot of people have talked about this case because it was, I mean, it's been done. But just recently I read an article about the Zodiac Killer and how it's still an open case. So I thought, hey. There's been some new developments. Yeah, well, there's been some uh, mentions of the Zodiac Killer. And I was like, hey, let's talk about it. Also, we're trying something new this week. Yes, we are. We're going to try to talk about the same serial killer. Or at least just like one topic instead of like multiple topics. So that well, maybe it's usually we can... one topic with different little stories within them. Yeah. So this is something different. We're going to come at, we're going to talk about the same thing. The exact same thing from different viewpoints. So if <laughs> yeah. y'all don't like it, the only way to tell us is email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's get into it. So, the Zodiac Killer, if you don't know who it is, he does not, like, talk about your horoscope. No, definitely Um, not. He is the, he named himself the Zodiac Killer, which is very strange to me. Yeah, normally, like, the media or something dubs this killer a name based on either the crime or just, I don't even know. Like, the area they live in. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Night Stalker and, like, stuff like that. Like, you don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. He's wild. Mm -hmm. He used to stalk folks at night. (laughs) It's not funny. Sorry. (laughs) He did a lot of horrible things. Anyway. Disclaimer, we're probably going to laugh just because we're super uncomfortable. That's just how we process our emotions. So this is not in any way to be disrespectful to the people who uh, were impacted by this. Yeah. Also, I'm just super weird in general. So I'm always just kind of laughing at something. That's why we do a podcast about weird stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So the Zodiac Killer was like directly linked to at least five murders in Northern California between the years 1968 and 69. Um, so it but, really wasn't a long span. Well, see, that, like, they think he was responsible for way more than right, he just claimed. these mur- murders. Yeah. Well, it's not just him. Like police officers and the FBI, once the FBI got involved, they started linking him to a lot of other things. Yeah. So, he would taunt the police and would make these threats through letters that he would send to local newspapers. And he sent these letters from 69 to 74. Oh, yeah. So, like, you would get a break from him and be like, oh, yeah, he's asleep, you know? And then, like, boom, he's there. 
Well, there's no way that you can't go from a small murder spree and just like continue to write these terrible letters and not be hurting people. Yeah. And or I don't believe that he was just like writing letters for fun. No, I think he was also probably a crazy human being. Oh, definitely. So then like after 74, communication just stopped. And I think they received another letter in like 2000 um, or something like that, I think. Uh, but like they had some serious, intense investigations, but no one was ever arrested for the crimes. And the case is still open to this day, like Stephanie said. Yeah. Um, there's like a big mystery surrounding the murders. And it's been the subject of numerous books and movies, um, including director David Fincher's acclaimed 2007 feature, Zodiac. If you've ever watched it, it's very creepy. Yeah, it's like that, the whole vibe is so, it's like a thriller, you know, and you're just on the edge of your seat. And, and you have no the, idea who the killer is ever throughout the movie. Yeah, it gives you the heebies and I hate it. Yeah. Um, but that's just like a little bit of, you know, like a little intro into the Zodiac. We don't know anything about him, so it's kind of hard to speak on his half. Yeah, and like why he did the way he did. Like, because the other serial killers that we've talked about, or like the other bad people we've talked about, we had a backstory on them. Yeah, like Ed Gein had mama issues. Right. So he liked to make belts out of nipples. <laughs> so <laughs> those two things go together. We don't Obviously. know what's going on with this guy. Yeah, we have no idea. Because no one knows who he is. He's like Bigfoot. He's dust but it. terrible because Bigfoot, Bigfoot is rad. He's dust in the wind, man. And the Zodiac is awful. Yeah, he is a bad guy. So let's do a little bit about this case, like how it all started. On August 1st, 1969, the San Francisco Examiner. Sorry, San Francisco. All those S's. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> San Francisco Chronicle. And the Vahalo? I don't know. I don't know how to say that. Times Herald each received an identical handwritten letter in an envelope without a return address. Automatically, red flag. Yeah. Um, so, in the beginning of the letter, it says, Dear Editor, I am the killer of the two teenagers last Christmas at Lake Herman. Bold start. Just straight yeah. out of the gate. They yeah. ain't taking no prisoners. I mean, because if, I, if I'm a police officer and I get this letter, I'm thinking somebody is feeling guilt. You know, I don't feel I don't feel like that he's at all. Gotta, he's got to tell. This somebody. feels like a brag. Oh, well, no. What my, my immediate reaction would be like, oh, this person really wants to tell on themselves. But as you continue reading. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to read the whole letter because like it's too much, guys. Yeah. You can um go on like online and type in like, you know, can I read the Zodiac's freaking letters to the newspapers? And you can like read them in detail. Some of them, not all of them. Um, the letters contain details from the Zodiac Killer's murders that only the killer could have known. So, like, we're talking about injuries, you know, it's very specific details. Um, the killer went on to threaten further attacks if the letters he was writing in weren't printed on the front page of the papers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so he this totally why, just wanted to brag. Yeah, he just, this is why I thoroughly believe he was like, um, yeah, I killed these guys and uh, you better talk about it. Yeah, I'm not getting enough media coverage. Can you please? Well, it was only two people so far. So, yeah. So each letter closed with a symbol consisting of a circle with a cross through it. And what would become to known as his like symbol? Yeah, it's like trademark. Yeah. So you can also look this up. It looks like nothing. Yeah. Honestly. Just like a little doodle he, he liked. So the letters were also um, accompanied um, by one part 
this is very strange, of a three-part cipher that he claimed contained his identity. So if you don't know what a cipher is, which I'm not calling nobody dumb because I felt like I didn't thoroughly know. Yeah. It's like a, I immediately want to say codex, you know, because there's little things. Yeah, that's what you would use to solve the cipher, which is like a what? It's like a little puzzle. It's like a coded message. That you have to decipher. You've got it's to figure out what it very weird. And also, what the, what kind of time does this guy want his hands? You know? Like, this guy's crazy. You're, this is detailed. Yeah. So detailed and very, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But it just feels like this guy lives at home with his mother. No, he lives alone. He probably rarely sleeps. And in his free time, no, he's he planning or plotting. No, he lives at home I, I don't know. Everybody, every man with mommy issues turns out to be a murderer. Maybe. Or a I wife I think this beater. guy is like, a, well, he attacked a lot of couples. And we'll get into that later. But I feel like there was something, something must have happened to this guy. Or something triggered him. because, no, Or maybe he's just a psycho. That's true. Because the victims the... Te- typically were in pairs. I mean, there were a few outliers that were like singles, but most of them were attacked. In but I think together. the single ones were just like, like um, just like just the convenience. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, I could probably do this right now. I yeah. got time. Yeah. Um. So while the Bay Area Police Departments, um, they had the support of the FBI, by the way, because the letters were very, very like. I think once you get stuff like that, they're like, we need to call somebody. Like, yeah, we need to call them the big guns. They worked so hard to track down this killer, guys. They were like night and day, every day, never went home. The entire task force was dedicated to solving the Zodiac crime. And while they're, you know, busting their freaking butts, another letter soon arrived at the San Francisco Examiner. Beginning, dear editor, this is a Zodiac speaking. And then he went to describe more murders in detail and taunted the police for not being able to crack his code and catch them. So he was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing me. Yeah. BTW, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much. So several days later, a high school teacher by the name of Donald Harden and his wife, uh, I think it's Betty, were able to solve the cipher, which. That's how did crazy. they get it? Well, did they, they put, put it, they they posted they put it in, in the, the newspaper. Paper? Yeah, they did. They posted it in the newspaper so that everybody could see it. And people were like, oh my gosh, this is wild. So everybody was trying to solve this. So the thing is, what they deciphered was, quote, I like killing people because it's so much fun. Oh it's more gosh. fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. This guy's crazy. So that's not like a red flag. So... So, three days after the fourth known Zodiac killing, the 1969 murder of a taxi driver, Paul Stein. I think this is one of his most known single victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter claiming uh, claiming the crime. So, he was like, hey, that was me. Yeah. Written in the same erratic print as the Zodiac's previous letters, it gave the details of Stein's murder and was accompanied by a bloody scrap of Stein's shirt. Ugh. Um, which is unusual because I feel like when they take a trophy, they don't usually give it back. Well, I guess I could talk about it now, but I was going to go into the Stein murder, this, the victim situation, because originally they thought that it was just a robbery and that it was just, um, he was robbed and they found him and his shirt had been torn 
And what's crazy is that I read that the Zodiac mentioned in that letter that he had even spoken to a police officer that night. Yeah, I th I think a big thing is people think he stays on the scene. Oh, yeah. Well, don't isn't that like pretty prominent that a... They revisit their Well, their they want to be scenes? involved in the investigation. They want to see how think, it's being handled. I don't think it's always... I think it's not every serial killer. Yeah. I think it's just like the people that have probably have like something going on you know but in like, when they continue reading the letter um at the end of the letter the killer was joking around about what he would uh do next like shoot out a tire of a school bus and pick off kitties as they come bouncing out oh my that was gosh. a direct quote like he's straight up taunting people yeah so like this just set like a new fire underneath police and the FBI and the Zodiac killer continued taunting um, through court, uh, his correspondence with Bay area papers. Like he would send this to multiple papers and he would include more ciphers and claim to have committed all these other murders and mocked the police for their inability to catch him. Like he imagine being a cop and being like, <laughs> no, you can't I can't me. That's that's mind games. The, these people probably spent so much time of their, like, probably free time and work time just trying to solve this because, I mean, he was taunting them. Plus, he was threatening to hurt other people and children. Yeah, so that was a huge slap in the face. Yeah. So, by 1974, uh, it's like five years after, I think, the last murder, um, he was still sending letters in between the years of 1969 and 74. Like, telling them, you know, you still haven't caught me. Still sending stuff. Still doing all this crazy stuff. And then they just stopped in 74. And they so, didn't hear from him again. Immediately, we're all thinking he's either in jail. He's been arrested for some sort of, like, petty crime. He's dead. Or he's dead. Or, I'm, I don't want to, like, get into it. So, like, they, there was a description of him from one of the victims that yeah, um, described him as being in... Like, military garb of the time. Mm -hmm. I think he was deployed. Ooh. Yeah. That kind of fits the narrative, doesn't it? I mean, I don't really... Were you in war in 74? No. I thought, you know, he could have had I mean, an assignment. He could have been doing anything. There, there probably... There wasn't any more killings linked to the Zodiac. That does not mean that this man or this woman, I don't know. This I'm assuming a man. It is a man. Based on the sketches and like all of the other, um, well, the victim's the, testimonies. Yeah. Well, they all died, but they gave. Um, uh, two of them survived the attack. I thought they died in the hospital of their injuries. Mm -mm. No. What? Yeah. There's two living uh, victims that were able to give some. Descriptions? Yeah. But also, I hate when they're like, yeah, he's like wearing military garb. You can get, you, even then, you could get it at an army plus surplus store. Yeah. So that's why it makes it difficult to narrow down who the suspect is, which I kind of go into that. There's a few suspects that they had during the time that uh, they were they were really leaning heavily towards, but then something would happen and they're like, this can't be him. Yeah, they would, uh, I know like one guy, like they would also never, so I went online and went to the FBI's website and typed in, um, the Zodiac Killer. And you can read all of the uh, statements and stuff that they had. Like, whatever they had from it. from Like the police documents? Yeah. And a lot of it has been redacted, which means it's, like, blacked out. So you don't have any names. But they had probably, like, 400 subject or suspects. And 
than like 200 possibles. Yeah. And then like a thousands of freaking people just calling in and be like, oh, it's my brother Jimmy down the way. He's just real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't get to see any of them, but they're all labeled by specific things. Yeah. They, they would fit like one piece of the crimes or they would uh, just based on like behavior and stuff, they were strange and they, and they, Maybe they were really into like guns or something, a specific kind of gun. Or, or they were just in the same areas at the yes. same time. Or they were very much into the Zodiac. Yeah, like too into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about some of the, the victims here. So like Taylor said before, we don't know exactly how many people he has actually killed. And so there's this in 1962. So Taylor said between 68, 69, something like that. That's yeah. the most... Like That's the, the ones they uh, that they really contribute to him because of the letters. Right. And the details he gives in them. Yes. So I found a guy. His name was Ray Davis. And in 1962, they think that his murder was... Um, Zodiac killer? Yeah. They think his murder was a Zodiac killer. And the reason why is because the killer used guns. He used a 22 caliber long rifle. And then... Um, which is what the Zodiac would use. So he was very much into, he would use different kinds of guns, but specifically he would use a 22 a lot. Um, and he was a cab driver. So this is a newspaper clipping. I'm just going to read what they put in the paper. It says cab driver found slain. The body of a cab driver believed to have been shot twice at close range was found in an alley early today. And police immediately began the search for the missing cab. The victim was Ray Davis. He was 29. Davis was employed by the Checker Cab Company and notified his dispatcher shortly after 11 o'clock Tuesday night that he had picked up a fare and was headed to South Pacific Street. Um, when considerable time had elapsed and Davis failed to report back, the company notified police. The beach patrol spotted the body in the alley. Um, the investigating officer said that robbery was a possible motive, but they only found $3.43 on the body. And Davis had been shot once in the upper back and once in the head. Oh, so while he was running away. Yeah. Well, I think it was um, up close. Like, you know, they can tell if you're farther away like, from the body. Yeah. I, I'm, the words are leaving I'm, me. Right I mean, now. like, like he was turning, close range. Like, thank you. turning to leave. And he shot yeah. him in the back and then the head. And he wasn't robbed. So, I mean, his. I mean, he had $3. Yeah. They, I leave that too. They left it. I think this was just a crime of opportunity. This may have been one of his first murders. Maybe he was testing out how he was going to do it. What his, mm. I don't know. What I his don't plan know. was going to be. I just feel like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like when you go, like you just don't go from, oh, I'm going to kill this one guy to, I'm going to start a full-blown operation. Well, no. There has to be a turning point. There, I, no, there's got to be way more victims than the the ones he has. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think this guy... You think is, he was number one? I think he was probably one of the first few, yeah. I don't think he was one of... I mean, he's probably up there in the in the numbers. But people... I mean, they. it is believed he has hundreds of victims. Yeah. I've got another victim, and this one's a little different. Her name was Cherry Joe. And this was in 1966. So they found her on um, in an alley, similar to the one before, off of the campus. Okay, so in night a night night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, got, Seventy, you have to breathe. I've got the, the stutters. 
1966, a graduate of Riverside Ramona High School, 18-year-old Cherry Joe Bates, was beaten and stabbed multiple times with a knife. So this doesn't go with the guns and stuff, but later on, some of his victims are killed stabbed. using a knife. Maybe he's just like figuring out what he likes before that, he yes. starts his... Before he, he's finding out what his... His thing is? Yeah, which is terrible to say. Uh, her throat was cut, and it was cut so bad that she was almost decapitated. decapitated. Dang. Yeah. That's enforced. There was no evidence of robbery or any of any sexual stuff, and there was no witnesses. He, he never did sexual crimes, right? Uh, not to my knowledge. He just likes to kill people. So, to kind of set the scene here, Bates had visited her college library, and the police believe that when her Volkswagen Beetle was... Um, was disabled by her killer. So she had been driving or was going to get in her car and her car wouldn't work. Dude, that's my biggest fear. Me too. Um, her car was found approximately 100 yards from the alley where she was killed. So either she got in the car and tried to drive and then was like, the car died and yeah. she got out. God dang, you can't do nothing. You can't even go home. You can't even try to learn yes. nothing. So here's a huge piece. Here's a huge clue. A men's Timex watch with a band suggesting a seven-inch wrist was found at the scene. So this is a big clue. Along with military-style heel prints indicating a size 8 to 10. The origin of the watch was eventually traced to a military post, possibly in England. The shoes could have been sold in any, like you said, any military surplus store. Investigators established that the watch was ripped from the attacker's wrist during a struggle. Good for her. And although the watch stopped at 1224, it's unknown exactly when the crime took place, but they know that Bates died shortly after it, it happened. Good for her. Yeah, she fought And this back. was before DNA. That's even the worst part. I know, because I mean, I'm sure they still him. have the watch and stuff, and I'm sure they're trying to like... They can run DNA now. It, you know, they have. They're trying to like search. Yeah. So another another set of victims. So this is when the couple thing starts happening. And this is one of the... I, I hate the victim ones. And they're also young. You know, all of his victims are really young. Do you think he's like old? Not old, but like... They're like in their teens, right? Like early teens, early 20s, or late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's like in his 30s and is like something happened to him at that time that like sent him... Yeah, or he could be their age. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just want to... This is, this is weird. This is an odd thing to say. But I want him to get caught. I mean, obviously, I want him to get caught because, like, these victims and their families deserve, deserve all the justice in the world. Yeah. But I want to know why. Yeah. I want to know how this guy's brain works. Why would you do this? What was your motive? Why go after couples sometimes? And if you don't have a motive, cool. I mean, that's fine. A lot of serial killers don't. They're they just, just nuts. do it. Well, yeah. they just see an opportunity and they act on it. Yeah, but, like, I want to know, like, how did you make a cipher? Yeah. Well, he he's probably, I mean, he's got to be intelligent, right? This is a dumb guy. Or he's probably got average or above average intelligence. So he's able to create a cipher. He's able to dodge the police forever. I mean, know? he leaves nothing behind. He literally, it's like, quick, it's like hits. Yeah. We'll see, so... Cherry Joe, they found a watch, right? Yeah. They didn't find anything on the first victim that they think 
See, they don't know 100% sure, but they think that Ray Davis was killed by him as well. And then we get into David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. And this is 1968. Yeah, this is the first couple killing. Yeah. So David Faraday, he was 17, was shot once in the head at point-blank range and died within minutes. And Betty Lou Jensen, age 16, was shot five times in the back and she was killed instantly. Seems like overkill, especially on her, you know? Yeah, that seems... The Seems weapon a little weird. was a 22 caliber semi-automatic pistol. So again, in that first murder, you had a 22, and now you have it again. Yeah, but it was was it a long rifle in the first one? Yeah, it was a rifle. Yeah, that seems really inconvenient. Yeah, I agree. So while there's no witnesses, several vehicles were seen in the area just prior to the local resident Stella Borges discovering the crime. So she found them and she called in, old Stella. According to their police Stella. report. The victims were apparently approached while occupying Faraday's station wagon. So they were probably making out in the station wagon. Yeah. And again, that makes me think, is there something wrong? Like, is there some need to hurt people who are just young and in love? You know? Maybe he never experienced the joy of love. Maybe so. So Jensen, she exited the front passenger door followed by Faraday. Faraday was shot as he emerged from the car. Jensen was shot as she fled. She tried to run away. This was their first date. And this is the Damn. first date she'd ever been allowed to go on. Dude, you know her mom and dad felt like shit. Gosh, their hearts were broken, you know? You know they felt like it was their fault. Yeah. And this crime shocked their community. I mean, they still talk about it to this day. That's freaky. That's yeah. traumatic. Yeah. If that happened where we live. <sighs> yeah. And then we have another one. So we have, this is one where one of the victims survives. So this is a 1969. This is Darlene Farron and Mike Mago. Darlene Farron was 22 and she was shot nine times. Mike was 19 and he was shot four times. It's always overkill with the women. Yeah. 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 So Mike survived his injuries and the weapon was a nine millimeter. And there were mm, no witnesses. Inconsistent. I wanted it to be a 22. Yeah. It would, that would make more sense, but it's like he, Every crime. Well, isn't a nine millimeter like this? Just a handgun. It, it's not, I know what it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was trying to say, isn't it like government issued? Isn't it usually like nine millimeters? Yeah, I think so. Like that's what police carry and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So as into the army thing or whatever military branch she's in. Yeah. So Farron, Darlene Farron was the woman. She was married. And she worked as a waitress at Terry's restaurant. And Mike was a single and he worked as a laborer. Farron's husband, Dean, was initially a suspect in the murder. However, that he was ruled out because he was working at another restaurant at the time. So she was she was getting some side action? She was only 22. A little yeah. side out there? So Farron's first husband, James Phillips, was also briefly a suspect. So she had one husband, she was married, and she was hanging out with Mike. Wait, so. so she'd been married and divorced once already? Yes. And then she was remarried? Yes. And now she's, pos this was possibly another date. Yeah, possibly hanging out with Mike. Yeah. In a romantic sense. Yeah. Dang, girl. I know. You do you, though. So, a car, light brown Ford, Mustang or Chevrolet Corvair, pulled up to the lot just a few feet away. A man with a flashlight exited the vehicle and approached them. So they're in the car. And this is Mike giving us like a, a retelling of what happened to him. There were no other cars in the parking lot. And they thought it was a police officer. So the couple got their identification cards ready. 
Yeah. Without warning, the man began firing at the couple. After five shots were fired, the man walked slowly back to his car. Mike screamed in pain, at which point the man returned and fired two more shots into each victim. It was at this point that Mike got a look at him. The man was white. He was 5'8", 5'9", his late 20s to early 30s, stocky build, round face, brown hair. No conversation happened between the victims and the man. What was he going to say? Well... Any, I don't know. It's just, he just walks up to these people he doesn't know, shoots them. He hears Mike scream and he comes back and shoots them both again. What if he's a hitman and he's being hired by the family? I don't know. I really don't know. So about four, 45 minutes later, the police department received a call from a man claiming responsibility for the attack. Like you said earlier, he identified the weapon used and he took credit for the Faraday Jensen murders that happened previously. For the next few weeks, the investigation went nowhere. And then on July 31st, 1969, letters were sent to the Times-Herald, San Francisco Examiner, and the San Francisco Chronicle. The letters claimed to be from the killer of Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. Details were included, like you said, that only the killer could have known. So, so again, he's claiming... Not only did he call during the last set of murders. Yes. He got to send some letters. Yes. Like, um... He really you, wants You people. didn't talk about me? Yes. <sighs> he really wants people to talk about him. He really wants people to... Bro, like, if you got a little wing, just say it. It's fine. Oh, he's definitely, definitely. This one, this next one I'm going to talk about is probably the worst one in, in my eyes. Like, I hate it. Okay. But I'm going to talk about it. I mean, it. yeah. Get it out there, dog. Yeah. So, this is Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell. Cecilia Shepard was 22. She was stabbed 10 times. 10. Yeah. Five in the front, five in the back. Dang. Brian was 20 and he was stabbed six times in the back. The knife had a wooden handle and the blade was approximately 10 to 12 inches long. It's a hunting knife. Yeah. Uh, Harnell. So that's Brian. He survived and there was no witnesses. Why has he let the men survive? Well, like I know the said, women get like way more damage. Yeah. But like, I feel like he goes out of his way to make sure the women don't survive. Yeah. And then men, he's like, mm, if he does, he does. Yeah. But the women, he's like, finish him. Yeah. So, a little backstory to their their situation. The couple were relaxing on a blanket. They were having a picnic at the lake. Yeah, it was chilling out. Yeah. And then Shepherd, Jason pulls up. Yeah. Shepard, for real though. <laughs> Shepard saw a man coming over to them. He was wearing a strange costume and he was holding a gun. He was approximately six foot tall and he was heavy. So, he's matching the same description of the other people, right? The man claimed to be an escaped prisoner from Montana God, and he needed dang. money to flee to Mexico. So Brian gives him his keys and his wallet. He takes them and he's pleading. He's like, please take them. Go get out of here. We've given you all we have. So after a few minutes, after they're pleading and they're begging him, he ties them up with a plastic clothesline and then he starts stabbing them. He starts stabbing Cecilia, or excuse me, he starts stabbing Brian first, and then he works on Shepard, which is the woman. My thing is, is he's not obviously not causing fatal wounds to begin with. No, if they're living to this point, especially the, especially the men. Yeah. Well, also their adrenaline is pumping, and that's going to keep you kicking a little. It also longer. made you bleed faster. Yeah. So. They're screaming, right? And he walks away and a local fisherman hears the people screaming and he calls the park, park rangers. By the time help arrived, Shepard and Hart, they were in 
critical condition because it took about an hour for the ambulance to even get there. Dang. After the attack. I mean, I don't want to say the guy's lucky that he survived because I feel like yeah. he probably does not feel that way. Um, but he's got some somebody watching over him to last that long with that many stab wounds. For real, though. So the Napa Police Department received a call from a man claiming responsibility for the stabbing. A typical Zodiac wants the credit. The call was quickly traced to a phone booth out downtown Napa and fingerprints were later recovered. Meanwhile, the Napa County Sheriff's Department deputies were Can we responding. take a minute to pour one out for phone booths? They're no longer there. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. miss a good old phone booth. You know, how are you pulling prints off of a phone booth? I'm just You're saying. not. They're, I mean... Everybody and their mama licks all over those things and what? touches them. You know, what did you do when I <laughs> All I remember is leaving the freaking grocery store and pretending to call people. And Nia telling me that I was touching poop or something. Yeah, she's like, don't touch that. <laughs> they don't even have them anymore, do they? No, there's no such thing. So what happens if you're... Man, I haven't thought about Dude, a phone booth. In this a is a, this is I gotta we're gonna lighten it up for a second. So my nephew is eight, mm-hmm. and it's my best friend's kid. Shout out Easton. I know you can't listen, but love you, kid. Um, I asked him like if he was gonna call somebody like mime it, you know, mm-hmm. like how he would do it because when I do it, I do like the hang loose sign, make a phone and hold up to my ear. Yeah, he holds his hand out like making a high five, and holds it to his ear like this, Stephanie. Yeah, they do that with the palm of their hand, which is a wild thing. Because this is what phones are now. It's creepy. That's wild. I don't like it. I don't either. Don't they miss? They phones? don't also roll down the window. No, they don't. They know hit what a that button. Means. They don't know what that means. There's like a whole like genre of jokes they're gonna miss out on. I know. Plus, you know when your arm gets really tired, like they're never gonna have to experience that. Dude, Brady bought a new work truck and it doesn't have power windows, and I was like, what the fuck? Are we in 1937? No, I was like, what is this, 95? God dang. (laughs) I was so mad. I don't know why I was mad. It's not like I got to hang out in there, but still. But for real. Anyway. Back to our regular schedule program. Back to the carnage. So sorry. So they pulled some prints off this disgusting phone booth, and then the county sheriff's department went out to the crime scene. They found that the attacker had written a message on the victim's car. The typical sign that he likes to use, you know, with the circle and the cross in the middle, which was also at the other murders, the uh, Faraday Jensen and the uh, Farron Mago. That's a hard last name for me to say. Let me see. It's Mago. McGee? Yeah. Tire tracks also indicated the killer had parked behind the victim's car. He had a... 10, 8 to 10 size shoe. Again, like the very first Cherry Joe murder where the killer's shoe print was an 8 to 10. Is that the average size shoe for a man, though? Possibly. Possibly. Detectives later located three young women who had noticed a strange man in the area just a couple hours before the attack. So Shepard died 48 hours within the stabbing. Like, Cecilia passed away. Her funeral services attracted a huge crowd. Um... Brian recovered from his wounds and he spoke about the attack a lot and he wanted to find the killer. He was very, he was, he wanted to get retribution, right? Yeah. I mean, understandably. Yes. And he was maimed and his old lady died. Yeah. And he's an attorney now in Southern California and he will no longer talk about this case. 
no longer. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So there were, this was actually this case, they thought it might have been Ted Bundy at the time. Yeah, they were trying to paint everything on him. Yeah. But the fingerprints cleared him somehow and he was maybe he wasn't in the area. But it's not also not Ted Bundy style. He liked to do some awful things. Yeah. Yeah. And then our last victim that I'm going to speak on. I mean, I, there could be more, like we've said this whole time, but they think that this guy was killed by the Zodiac. And this is what you were saying earlier. Uh, Paul Stein. Yeah. This was in 1969. He was a cab driver. He was shot once in the head, point blank range, with a nine millimeter. Um, it wasn't the same gun that was used in the Farron murder, but um, there were three witnesses this time, whereas the others didn't have any witnesses. Getting sloppy. Yeah. Getting um, too confident. So Stein's cab, someone stopped him at Mason and Mason and Gary Streets, and they were going to Washington and Maple Street. So he had got a fare and he was headed. So for some reason, um, he never ended up there. They found him in his car and he was dead. His wallet was gone and his keys were gone. They found bloody fingerprints of the potential suspect and his shirt was torn. They also found a pair of men's size seven black leather, leather gloves were found. So the big hands, I'm assuming. So they found some gloves. How do you size a glove? I didn't know there were sizes you, of gloves. What do you think size I wear? Extra small. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, looking for a number. <laughs> a two and a half. Great. The three witnesses watched the suspect from about 60 feet away, and they watched him wipe the cab down. That is not, if that's not the most sketchy thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Who's wiping a cab, first of all? Mm-hmm. You th- if you're getting in it, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Getting out? I mean, what did you do in there? Let me tell you the biggest screw up. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Lay it on me. So they described the witnesses, a 25 to 30 year old male, 5'8 to 5'9, possibly 6 foot. He was tall, stocky build, reddish brown hair, fits the narrative of all the other murders. But the dispatcher said that he was black. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. So the officers on scene are going around looking for an African-American. Yes. And the Zodiac claims in a letter later that he had actually spoken to one of the law enforcement officers that night. You know, he was sitting there smug as shit being like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but that dispatch person, you need to go. Like, was it reported? Like, they didn't claim that he was no, an No, no. They the called in 911, and the dispatch relays that information to the police officers, and the information I, was incorrect. And the dispatcher gave it wrong purposely? Maybe it was a mess up. I mean, I, I don't want to say that this person did this intentionally, but that's a huge mess up. Um, The color of uh, on, onsubs. Yeah. Onsubs. The skin is probably... um A huge factor, right? Yeah. You need to know who you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, hair color is one thing that could be easily, like, changed, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't really change the color of your skin. So, they go on after they, I guess, canvas and nothing happens. Detectives go in. They re-interview the witnesses. They get a better idea of what the suspect looks like. It matches previous, you know, um, descriptions of the body. And then they push out a picture of him on the news of his sketch. And, yeah. The sketch just honestly looks like every, like, normal white guy. Yeah. So they had some suspects, and I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, I I don't know. We'll the, see what you... We'll get your take on these suspects. 
My take? Yeah. Oh. I was about to say, you can't get their take. You don't email. <laughs> Except you, Taylor. Love you, babe. <laughs> um, so the first suspect that, that we're going to talk about is a man named Gary Francis Post. Um, he's been he's been a suspect for a while. Yeah. They crossed This a- is the guy they were just talking about. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit balls. Yeah, he's been on the list for a while. Can you imagine if this is actually the motherfucker that's been killing people and he's been just like flying under the radar forever? Had an active military career and had a whole life yeah yeah anyway back Mm -hmm. to the back to what we're talking about he's been a suspect since or sorry he was born (laughs) november 8th 1937 and since he he was born he has been a suspect (laughs) he should be if he's this guy yeah he's been acting suspect my bad anyway (laughs) he died in august um of 2018 Mm -hmm. which if that's him man mm, yeah Mm, I got a little bit of tidbit to give you too okay. after this. So an Air Force, he was an Air Force veteran, was named, uh, was first named a suspect by cold case investigators in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if any of you have Snapchat, but we like to read Daily Mail. Yeah. It's like the hot sheets for the millennials. <laughs> True. Um, anyway, uh, they talked about this guy the other day. I mean, this is what brought this on. Yeah. So, um, investigators believe Post could be a possible suspect because he was getting a checkup at the hospital located 15 minutes from the crime scene. Where Cherry Joe was killed. Also, can you imagine, like, getting a checkup at a hospital? Like, yeah. what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, a wristwatch splattered with paint, um, was believed to have been worn by the killer, was found near Bates's body. Yep. Uh, Post spent 40 years working as a house painter. Uh additionally a heel print found in the dirt at the scene of the stabbing was said to have been from a military style boot consistent with the lifestyle and size of footprints found at three known zodiac crime scenes yep um and also a post yep he's a fucking killer he's him i'm pissed and he's dead he was arrested for domestic violence and was an avid gun user yes Mm -hmm. I shoot guns and stuff. Have fun time. No, no. I mean, like, guy was obsessive. Mm. And other, and like, neighbors and stuff were scared of him. I don't know. I don't trust anybody named Gary. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a few more on there. I want to give it a look. See here. So, I don't know. Post is it for me. I know. But what? Okay. You should have made him last. Yeah. So then we've got Arthur Lee Allen. So Allen first came under suspicion when he was reported in the vicinity of the Lake murders, right? So the Hartnell and the Shepherd uh, in 1969. He was interviewed a week later by Detective John Lynch of the Valero Police Department. He was a Navy vet, so that fits that military thing, right? He had been a scuba he'd been scuba diving the day of the attack in the lake. It was a hundred miles away off the coast. He was like, "There's no way I could have been there. I was scuba diving. I was out." But his car was over there. No, they were just saying that he was in the area, but he was saying, no, I was 100 miles off the coast. There's no way I was there. He came to the cops' attention two years later after his friend Donald Cheney reported to the police that Allen expressed his desire to kill. He used the name Zodiac and obtained a flashlight attachment for his firearm. He called himself the Zodiac. Maybe he was just a nutwad, obsessed. Maybe he was a copycat. Possibly. Allen was arrested for molesting a 12-year-old boy... And he is now serving prison time. Actually, I think he's passed away now. But he went to prison. 
for being a molester. And he fits the military situation, right? But I think I believe your theory better, thinking that he's like in that copycat realm, because I I think Maybe he was on his way to doing the things that he wanted. Like, maybe he just idolized the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I think the OG Zodiac wasn't into 12-year-old boys. Because all of his victims were... That we know of. That's true. That's true. That's I mean, true. He's never been caught for anything else. But the way he likes to brag, I feel like he'd be bragging about that. Yeah. You would think. Because he liked to... He wanted to threaten children and stuff, you know? Mm, I think he was just saying that to get a rise. Because yeah. if he was going to do it, he would have done it. To get more attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, put me in the paper. Mm-hmm. So, we've got another guy here. We've got Ross Sullivan. And he looked like the Zodiac sketch. And he was said to have made people on... Like, he was going to college... And they were, he made people feel uneasy, and they said that he would write creepy poems. Ding, 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 ding. Zodiac's creepy. He's always writing creepy stuff. Um, so Zodiac did not show up for work after Bates' murder on Halloween. He didn't show up for work. When he did return, he was wearing a different set of clothes than he normally wore. And this was significant because his colleague said he always wore the exact same clothes. And when we talked about Cherry Joe Bates, she was, her throat was cut so severely. Oh, yeah, she was probably sprayed. Right. So, again, that kind of, like, goes along with that, right? He had to go home and change. He didn't come to work the day of her murder or the day after her murder. Sometimes a coincidence is just a coincidence. That's true. That's true. He reportedly arrived in the Riverside area months before Bates was killed and then moved to the Bay Area just weeks before the murders in the Valerio and the Lake uh, Berryessa murders, the Lake murders that we were talking about. So he was in the Riverside area and then he moved to the area where the other murders took place. So he was kind of in the same location every time. But these locations are pretty close together, right? Yeah. He also died in 1977, leading people to believe that's why the letter stopped. They stopped in 74. He died in 77. I know, but they didn't stop. They stopped after 77. They st- I know, but they did not stop. They were written in again in 2020. Are you so- sure? Double check. Or check maybe not 2020. 2000. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Again, could be a copycat. Oh, fuck. All right. We've got Richard... Guy Kowski, he worked at a local newspaper. He joined the anti-police counterculture newspaper, Good Times Newspaper, in 1969. Very anti-police, very anti-government. He was known to smoke a lot of marijuana, and he also liked to mm. experiment with harder drugs like mm. speed and LSD. Mm. Um, he ran the paper, and he liked to publish violent works of fiction. And people claim that these works were very similar to the Zodiac's future crimes. So he published these before the murders. I feel like Sullivan has a higher chance of being it versus Dagowski. Yeah. Okay. So Carol Stein, who is the sister of the pa- taxi driver who was killed, Paul Stein, claimed she recognized Gajkowski as uh, when he attended her brother's funeral. He's a report. He works at a newspaper and he's obsessed with violence. Yeah, he's probably going to go. Yeah. In articles that he wrote in 1969, Gaukowski changed his byline occasionally to shorten spellings such as Geik or Geik, the, li- the letters G Y K E, 
And these are clearly seen in the zodiac ciphers. Yeah. But mm. they did investigate him and they did take handwriting samples and they said that his handwriting did not match the letters that Zodiac what if sent. The Zodiac guy used to have a thing for newspapers. Maybe it's a newspaper thing, that's why he's so obsessed with them. Possibly. Like a possible journalism thing for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I've got one more. This one's super short. Don't have a lot on him, but Lawrence Kane. And he had a long rap sheet dating back to like the 1940s for shoplifting, theft, and prowling. And Pam Huckabee, the sister of the Zodiac victim Darlene Farron, claims that Kane had been following her for months before her murder. So he's a stalker. Yeah. Mm. There's just so many, like all of these guys are terrible people, right? This is such a hard time to catch a killer because there were so many on the roofs. Well, there's so many terrible people in the world. I know, but it, during the 60s and 70s, there was Ted Bundy. There was freaking the Zodiac Killer. There was the Night Stalker. Mm -hmm. There was um, the Clown Guy. Oh, my gosh. Um, what was that stupid? Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Thank you, IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear the whispers in the back, but that was him. He's here. I'm just saying it was, there were so many serial killers. Yeah. And I think about this a lot because there were so many then, like so big, so many big ones, but are there still just as many today? I think just we just good. don't maybe they just glorify got, it. No, maybe they just like they're learning from these people's mistakes. Ugh. No, so I think our about. I think our, our police forces and like with DNA and everything we can do now. Yeah. It's extremely hard to probably yeah, do that to get away plus like your crime scene technicians and stuff like that they can really figure some stuff out yeah like, it's wild yeah like y'all should watch some forensic files or don't don't do that before you go to bed i'm just gonna i'll watch that every night before i go to sleep that is wild do better cold case dreams? or unusual suspects no oh i'm watching no. like you know normal stuff like sometimes i watch like family guy but brady gets mad when i watch that what is what is the normal stuff that i like to watch Golden Girl, 48 hours. How was that? Is annoying. You want a 60 minutes too? While you're putting your freaking cold cream on? I like a good cream. I do too. Apparently, my eyelids are rough. They are. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Trevor's mustache is bad. Oh my gosh. They're um, going to fight. <laughs> anyway, so like they uh, received a letter in like the 2000s. Okay. They so, like you said, this really happened. Yeah, they don't actually know if it's from the actual Zodiac Killer or if it's a copycat because the symbol, all they, they printed all that cipher stuff. Yeah. So, it was pretty easy to manipulate. Mm -hmm. So, that caused a lot of stuff, but it was pretty much him saying, like, hey, what's up? You saying caught me? Joke's on you. I'm still kicking. Yeah, I, I didn't read all of it, honestly, because I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, it is so hard to to know if people are actually telling the truth because they did print it in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. They gave away all of this information and I understand why they did it. They wanted to stop a killer. And they wanted, I mean, the cipher thing. I mean, why could we just go like to a local university and be yeah, like, we hey. we didn't have anybody that we could get to sign a, a, what you call it? What do you sign where you can't talk about NDA? Yeah, non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Yeah, sign something so that you're not going to say anymore about Anyway, this. you know, if you ever want to be a guest on sister of secrets you have to sign an nda so no one tells her secrets <laughs> we got a lot of secrets over here 
there's like two and he can't tell anybody <laughs> no one yeah when you join the club we tell you two secrets and that's it and then you can add one of your secrets and then we'll tell the next one three secrets trevor has zero secrets yeah actually stephanie and trevor both don't have any secrets we're not good secret keepers okay no we tell the truth around here it's not even telling the truth you just can't like have a surprise no it's so hard i know like you <laughs> tell you can keep things for years there's probably things about you i don't know and i watched you be born you were not there you yes, were at I home was. you were at home totally with there no Yes, I was. No, you weren't. You don't know. I asked a mother. You weren't alive yet. I was alive. No, you weren't. I was just in. You were submerged inside of another body. You were not Earthside. Good God, that sounds terrible. Anyway, <sighs> I can't. That was disgusting. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> so in 2020, after more than 50 years, amateur code breakers solved the Zodiac Killer cipher. That's cool. You so, want to know what it said? Wait a minute. So the first time they solved it, there was another. They solved pieces of it. A piece of it. Okay. Yeah. Those that the high school teacher and his wife. Yeah. And then now in 2020 or most recently, they cyber. They. Oh my gosh! Help me. They figured out the cipher. They deciphered the, the cipher. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Go cipher. <laughs> the saying cipher is fun. It is. Anyway, um, it said. I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life is a life that will be an easy one in paradise death. This guy is a looney tune. I don't know how he got the slaves. I'm assuming those are his victims. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like, is he some sort of, like, mm, he's like a, he's like Charles Manson. That's what he sounds like. Like, is he using religion and That doesn't even sound like religion. No, it doesn't sound like religion, but like, that sounds like ramblings of a crazy person. Yeah, he's just, he's a, he's a little nutty. He's a little nutwad. But in October of 2021, a team of 40 former law enforcement investigators called the case breakers sorry <laughs> and they claimed to have identified the zodiac killer however the fbi did come out with a statement saying the case was still open but in recent gary post yeah is widely believed like they think this is the guy yeah which makes me so mad because he, he was right there in 2018 he was right there man gary i don't think you're looking in the wrong direction friend. you're right taylor call up your demons I can't do it. Get the pineapples ready. That's one of the secrets. The oh. pineapples. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing with them? You know. You know what you did on there. With the pineapples. Fully stop. <laughs> I do nothing, but I mean, I eat them. Oh my God. Mom cut me up one the other day. Are we seriously talking about a pineapple right Brought now? it to work. I ate so much of it, you guys. I'm talking to y'all like we're besties. That the sides of my mouth were wrong. You have a problem. Just, it's delicious. It was the best thing I've ever eaten. You're back of nuts. Yeah. And I like this guy, though. No, that's a different level. So let us know what you think. We covered one topic. We tried to stay on topic. I think we did really well staying on topic. Yeah. And I feel like all the information was good. Good for us. Was it good for you? It was good for me. Yeah. Let us know if it was good for you. <laughs> Oliver, don't lick me. Your breath is disgusting. Sorry, that's my dog. It wouldn't be Sisterhood of Secrets without us messing up some sort of words, stuttering, and then a dog in the background. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> All right, guys. So we hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.